0: This June 15th through 17th, come down to the Colorado Convention Center for the first annual Denver Comic
1: Con. The Denver Comic Con will be visited by plenty of amazing guests like Kristen Bauer from True Blood or Will Wheaton from Star Trek The Next Generation. Hey, Futurama fans, guess what? Billy West is going to be there. Tom Kane, Steven Siegel, Greg Wiseman.
2: Realize your dream by meeting one of your favorite comic book artists in Artist Alley.
0: Hey, dorks, does Darth Nerd keep on beating you in lightsaber? Good
2: news, they have Jedi training. Are you looking for a really hard-to-find comic? Well, Denver Comic-Con's got so many vendors, they had to move to a bigger room.
0: Hey, nerds, you want to get screwed out of your Vulcan minds? Try sci-fi speed dating. Buy your tickets online at denvercomiccon.com to the Comic-Con that's a mile above the rest. In Colorado, there is only one place that has the best selection of collectibles. Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics.
1: For over 27 years, Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics has been the ultimate destination for collectors.
2: They have a wide selection of hard-to-find coins, action figures, role-playing cards. You can go over there and get yourself a copy of Dominion uh, and sports memorabilia. Hey, Peyton Manning's a Bronco. I was there yesterday. They
0: have a signed Peyton Manning jersey. And of course, they've got comics, which is what I go there for. All their back issues are half off. On Saturday, all dollar issues are only 50 cents.
1: And if you sign up for a hold slot, you'll get 20% off graphic novels and comics.
0: So stop by 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Nevada, Colorado and tell them the Real Nerd sent you. Hey everybody, Ryan from Real Nerds here. I'm here with my good friend Joe of Birdman Barbecue. Joe, why don't you give us a little bit of... History of Birdman Barbecue.
3: Well, actually, it's a family recipe that's been passed down uh, for uh, for generations. My wife's dad has it now, and uh, we're just now starting to bottle it up. We've got two different flavors, uh, original and spicy, so if you want a nice kick to the back of your throat, try that spicy. And now we've also got a rub, too. So, uh, You
0: know, Joe, I have to be honest. I love the spicy barbecue, and if you put your rub on burgers with a spicy barbecue,
3: off the chain! I'm glad that you're being honest, Ryan, because that's what we like, is off the chain. You know, Thank you I'm, for trying that.
0: I'm so glad that you like that I said off the chain, because what's even more off the chain is you guys go around Colorado and other places, and you actually enter in contests for your barbecue sauce if you want anything.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, we, uh, we, we've entered our sauce in quite a few contests, uh, and actually we, we uh, got second place uh, in the Frisco barbecue competition. So for our sauce, just the sauce—that's that's that's pretty cool. We've also won, you know, different categories for side items and different things like that. But the sauce winning is was the crowning, crowning achievement. And you know what's sure. so cool
0: about being in Colorado is I can go to places around town to pick up the sauce. Where can I get? The yeah, sauce? go to your local
3: area Ace Hardware stores. Uh, check out Rust Barbecue in Golden. Uh, we're and then check out your local festivals, uh, Frisco, Dillon. We're uh, hitting up all those this year. So. And also, I know too. You also run.
0: Contest on your Facebook page. If you get a certain amount of likes, you always do a free drawing for a free bottle of barbecue sauce. Where can we find you on Facebook? Absolutely.
3: It's uh, birdmanbbq.com or on Facebook, I guess it's just birdmanbbq on Facebook. Uh, check it out. Uh, yeah, every hundred likes that we get, we uh, enter everybody that likes us into a drawing for a bucket of barbecue, which is a, a bottle of each sauce and one of our rubs. So
0: Awesome. So yeah, make sure you like Birdman Barbecue. Check out Joe when he's doing little things around town with Frisco and Winning competitions. You know what the barbecue sauce is? Delicious. <laughs> Welcome to Real Nerds. I am Ryan. To my right is James. And to my left is
1: Brad. <laughs>
0: I wasn't I was going to do the bit because Brad already chastised me earlier about how stupid it is
1: I actually expected you to do it
0: I know so you know what Brad fuck you I'm not going to do it anymore now you want me to do it and I'm taking it away
1: no I'm, I want you to do something else
0: if you want me to name a place where Brad's been you can tweet us at real underscore nerds or you can also send us an email realnerds at gmail.com you know, send this, us your comments. This Let week I'm
1: actually in the room with you.
0: This week he's actually in the room. Send next, us your comments, week he what known. we can do better. Um, I have a, I have actually a, a positive comment. I go to Wells Fargo every day for my other job to, to deposit money, and, and a teller there is one of the new likes on our uh, Facebook page. His name's Marcus, and he told me that our Avengers podcast was amazing. Awesome. So thanks, Marcus, uh, for giving us the feedback. And if you don't like an episode, you can tell us. To, you can tell us we suck donkey dick and. I'll still read it on the air. Just just respond. Actually, Somebody. send us
1: anything. Like, tell us your life story. We'll yeah. read it. It d- doesn't matter. We're yeah. yeah. Ask, ask us it. any question. Yeah, we're Actually, we forgot to mention James got a comment on our iTunes page.
0: Yeah, last week.
2: I didn't? You did. Talk what about how it? fucking sexy you are! Oh, that was weeks ago. That was weeks ago. Yeah, somebody, yeah, somebody, somebody thought that that was pretty sexy.
0: Well, I can't blame him. I I look at you every Friday. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. my current employer, but and it's weird. Heat? Wow.
2: Yeah. Really? No, it is. It's really weird. I uh, I think it's inappropriate. That's okay. Um, which is why he just got fired. So really got fired. Yeah, he's fired. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Well, actually, because
0: of a comment he left you on iTunes, uh, and you yes, walked in to actually yeah. to. The office said, I feel really uncomfortable with him saying I'm mm-hmm. sexy. Get mm-hmm. rid of this asshole.
2: Yeah. Slander. Wow. Wow,
0: James.
1: That's quite the revenge.
2: Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, people won't fuck with me. <laughs>
1: this show's taking a dark He's turn. He's gangster. <laughs> um, besides
0: James's dark side, if you've never listened to real nerds before, we do a very structured show here, <laughs> just so everybody knows, okay? James, quit laughing. What? You and the cheap sh- seats. Quit laughing, too. g many Christmas. Uh we first we do box office stats, DVD releases, nerd news, that's kind of just what we talk about what we like. Um it could be a bunch of things. We've been wa- also we talk about movies we've been watching. Uh, a new thing we've been doing is comic book reviews or pick up issues. Like this week I'm going to actually tell you some back issues to pick up. Um and also we will re- be reviewing a new movie every week. This week we saw Dark Shadows. Real News.
3: It's Real News.
0: Of course, the coolest news to come this week was that the Real Nerds got press credentials for Denver Comic Con. That's pretty
2: crazy, man. That's awesome. It's really Two of us.
0: Two of us did. Uh, Brad's our tech guy, so he doesn't actually need a press pass. He'll follow us around and record everything that me and James do.
1: Yeah. Or I'll be sitting at the booth watching our stuff. Yeah. Either or. We'll, no, we'll, no, we'll no, figure no, no,
2: no, no, no. We haven't told Laura, but that's totally what we'll have her. Do. Yeah. <laughs> my my <laughs> wife is going
0: uh, cosplay, and she's going as Gwen Stacy. So is she really? Yeah.
1: Oh.
0: I know how awesome is that. She's not gonna wear a awesome. real nerd shirt then. Oh uh, well, you can. <laughs> she'll. You know what? She's gonna be. I have an extra ticket. I don't know if you know this. I got press credentials and tickets to it. So
2: always, always about the business, Brad. Always about the business. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. Yeah, it's really big. Yeah. It's really big. So we're probably going to get to some, some, some very interesting, fresh content for that yes, week. So yeah. it should be fun. I'm really we should excited.
1: a lot of content, actually. We're not
2: entirely sure what all we're going to do, but it's going to be pretty cool.
1: It's going to be an amazing episode. Actually, we should, if we do get interviews, <laughs> we should parse them out. Like, oh, yeah. One interview per episode for the next few weeks, even though it's all stuff that happened oh. that week.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah it kind of depends on how we do it. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but going right into comic books, do you guys know... How much money the Avengers made last week? A uh, billion dollars. But I think you want to say it. I- I'm going to say it. Um, the It made $207 million, which is Disney was being a little nice saying it's going to make $200 million on Sunday. And then when the actual numbers came back, it was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's per screen average is a record along with the money it made is $47,000 per screen.
1: Give mm. people a reference of what it beat out.
0: Oh, I mean the the next closest one is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two, which is 169 million dollars. Oh so, man! I mean, That's
1: so 30 more. No, 40 million. F- 40 almost. million. Yeah. Well,
2: 47 more million
1: dollars than a uh, movie that came out last year. Yeah, with, and it, with,
2: and was huge. Was like the yeah.
0: Because I remember when we saw that one, I'm like, oh my gosh, this one is out of control. And when yeah. we saw the numbers come in for its midnight showing. I mean, it's good, but you're like, huh. They were kind of disappointed. Maybe, yeah, maybe $150 million, I guess, it's going to shoot for. And then yeah. you saw its actual total on Saturday,
2: and then Sunday. I mean... It's all word of mouth. Like everybody, Everybody's everybody got to be coming out of the movie just loving that film. Stoked. I, I mean, even today when to we
0: were at the theater and we were waiting in line to get tickets to Dark Shadows, I mean, everybody was Avengers, Avengers, and they had three showings that were sold out. Yeah. I mean, in the second week, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. And so this week they're saying it's going to obliterate uh, Avatar's second weekend of 75 million. Good. Wow. Totally. So, uh, yeah, in case you're wondering where we get all our information, Box Office Mojo is where we get all our information. Um, The second movie, I think, was.
1: (laughs) 8 million? (laughs) 8 million or
0: something. And obviously, the Avengers also broke the record for the biggest share of the overall box office in history. Something like 87% or something. It's crazy.
2: Man. Um,
0: So, yeah. Crazy. Um, also, I guess coming out next week is kind of a light week. There's only one movie that I might get eventually, um, and that is One for the Money starring Katherine Heigl. Um, I saw it the first time when it was called The Bounty Hunter.
2: Wait, you're not really going to buy One for the Money, are you? Fuck no. Oh, okay. I'm not going to support Whew. her. I thought that's what you were saying. Um,
0: and then Those a movie that sh- the I real mean. nerds did see, The Grey, is also coming out. That was a
4: great movie. With
0: Liam Neeson. Yeah. I don't know. Liam Neeson's kind of cool. You guys saw Chronicle. I did not yes. see Chronicle.
2: It's not great. So yeah, nothing it's to worry uh, about. That. It's it's kind of like, um, it's more it's more sh- the showiness of it. Like I'm excited for what that guy does next and what those people are involved in I think, more than that. What is he doing movie. next? I
1: think they're uh, announcing Fantastic Four. Yeah, oh, say really. Now yeah. next movie. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Hell on Wheels season one. Brad, did you watch Hell on Wheels or did you watch Hell on Wheels? I watched Hell on Wheels. I
1: watched an episode. Uh, yeah, he was bored. I thought it was great.
0: Cool, so the season one's on Blu-ray. Cool. You wanna,
1: you know. I I probably
0: won't buy it until later. but. Yeah. And the uh, one that I might buy eventually is their Criterion being John Malkovich. Oh, wow. Is on Blu-ray and DVD. Yep. So it might be interesting.
2: Yeah.
1: Criterion I, does I, good stuff. They do. Yeah. I don't adore that awesome. movie like most people.
0: I don't either. It's an interesting movie. Yeah. Thanks, Digital Bits. Make sure you look, uh, click on their links of DVD art, and it'll take you right to Amazon and buy from them. Yeah. Give Support them money. Them. Give them money.
1: DigitalBits.com. DigitalBits.com. You know it's actually The Digital Bits? I didn't know that. It used to be, and then they got both domains, so you can do either
0: one. (laughs) Yeah. Because I think the the header is still The Digital Bits. Yeah.
2: Using the on the internet
1: is lame. Like the Facebook.
0: Yeah. I also think it's lame that when people actually type www.something, you can just type DigitalBits.com.
1: Well, actually, sometimes that doesn't work, but... There, there are some websites out there that still require the www. Really? Like what website? Really? Yeah. I, I don't know specifically. Come ones, on, nerd. At my job, you know, we type in some customer's address and, you know, certain if you have certain articles missing, it just doesn't work. So, huh. Or if it, the www part's not there, it takes oh. you to a different spot that's not the real website. It's it's weird. That's archaic. It's complicated and, yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyways, um, so a couple... Big things happened this week that yeah. we like. Absolutely. Um, I mentioned on uh, through Facebook that I found that uh, Comic Book Man is coming back for a second season. Woo-hoo! Yeah. Which is really cool because y- you were a little worried because you didn't really hear anything. Yeah. You know, they aired the last episode. And you knew it. it was doing pretty good ratings. Not like stellar, but, you know, pretty good. Months ago. Months ago, yeah. So you're like, huh, I wonder if they're just not going to do it. And you And you read that, you know, Walter really didn't like doing it. Yeah, that was my biggest fear. Um, but now they're doing uh, 16, 16 half-hour 16 half episodes. episodes right after The Walking Dead.
2: Was the first season half-hour episode? No. Oh, okay. Right. I That's probably a good ones. idea.
0: Yeah, just break it up. Yeah, um, I,
2: I think if they sort of focus each episode a little more so each one is one fun idea, that would, yeah. that would make for a better show.
0: And like I said, it was one of the few shows last year that just kept getting better for me. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it. So hopefully... It'll be as good. I expect it to be because those guys are kind of goofy. Yeah. And if Jason Mewes makes another appearance, it's you know we're all better for it.
2: Yeah. And uh, the Talking Dead got renewed as well. It did, and oh, you know I do God. like Chris Hardwick. I really do. Yeah, I do um, too. Even though I've still never watched it. No, so you, you should. It's such a shame.
0: It's cool, but the cool thing about the Talking Dead, if anybody's not watching, I've seen every episode. Um, Chris Hardwick watches the episodes live, and he has the opportunity. To watch them way before they're aired because of the position he's in, but he made the uh, decision that he wanted to live it as a fan. And so when they cut to it live, and he's super excited because Sophie just got blown away. You know, it's it's, it's how you
1: feel. And he he says badass a lot. He does a couple of episodes I've seen. Yeah, His go-to adjective is badass. But
0: you know what I mean? Like you can see how excited he is when he does it. So it's kind of a cool thing where he's kind yeah. of living
1: the nerd's dream.
2: It's pretty great.
0: It is. Um, w- one thing that me and uh, James and Brad—I uh, don't know if you like Community as much as me and James. I worked. like Community, um, uh, but it got renewed for thirteen seasons, yeah. uh, thirteen episodes. I'm sorry, oh, thirteen, 13 seasons. seasons. That'd be awesome. God, 13, 13, years seasons, of thirteen
2: seasons. Thirteen seasons in a movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thirteen new episodes, which is great. Yeah, uh, it, it at least means we're going to get more. Um, my fear was actually always that if they got another season, it would fall apart after one more season anyway. With all the stuff with Dan Harmon and Chevy Chase lately, it just feels like um, like that show is, is beginning to stress. As great as I still think it is. like I, You haven't watched this week's episode, but I thought it was awesome. Made me laugh harder than most of the episodes this season. But, um, but I, I think it's probably a good idea. Even if this is the last season, the fact that they're going to get some time to you know, sort of work out whatever they've got left in them, and and go out, yeah. go out the way that they should, um, not just sort of get beat down at the end. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and it's it's nice because their ratings have actually been getting better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is entirely possible that a thirteen-episode season could do well, and then they get another one. Um, but it is a weird thing. I've I've I can't remember a time when uh, NBC or any network channel has done thirteen-episode seasons like this. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think Fox did, did short seasons for the Sarah Connor Chronicles, but that was a, that was a different kind of thing. Um, I can't remember anybody shortening the season like this just to like give it one last chance. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's well, they're cool. doing that with 30 rock too, I believe, right? They are. Are, are they doing I don't, 13 episodes though? I, I, know I it's thought f- so.
0: I know it's the final season of 30 rock for sure.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I don't watch that show. Neither do
0: I. I every, every time I catch it though, I usually laugh at it cause it's pretty silly.
2: I usually don't. No, that's all right.
0: Yeah. I don't really like SNL. Hey, did you know, also too, I was reading this week, that James Cameron is only going to make Avatar movies?
2: Oh, my God, yeah, I read it. Because he's
0: so sure that Avatar 2 is going to be such a huge hit that he doesn't need to make anything else except that in documentaries or something. It feels
2: like (sighs) anti-art. Does that make sense? Yeah. It feels like having somebody who is supposed to be sort of an artist. Like, yeah, he's really into the tech, but... Yeah, he's a storyteller. Having somebody just decide, you know, I'm just going to make sequels for the rest of my life feels like like your heart was never in it to begin with. Yeah,
0: and if you read his quote, he says, and I can say all my messages I want to say. Like, he's going to yeah. make it really <sighs> political. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's certainly what I don't want to ever see. Because um, his first one's already kind of political. I mean, there is there is some cool parts in the first one. I'm not going to lie, but, you know, the the story kind of collapses upon itself and... Why do they have to stick the tails of the birds into their tail to fly? <laughs> I never got that part. Uh I don't know. I really, I don't know. It's not their tails, uh, it's their hair. Uh
2: James, you picked it as one of your top ten movies of two thousand nine. I'm just I did here's you. the thing. Here's the thing. I still really like that movie. Like it's dumb, but to see that in theaters was really special. Uh, it's more that I don't like James Cameron, if that makes sense. Yeah, it puts up with people call him Jim Cameron. Is he James or Jim? Make up uh, your fucking mind. It's the same thing, you know. Every now and then, I call Spielberg Steve because you know he and me yeah, are besties. But Steven but, Spielberg is awesome. Yeah, let's, uh, hey, let's not compare those two. What's Go funny on. is every now and then, every time there's an article about James Cameron, they, there's always that little bit at the bottom about whether or not he's going to make *Battle Angel Alita*, mm-hmm. um, which you guys probably don't know. Well, you you do, don't you? Have you read the books?
1: No, I've seen the anime. Oh, oh,
2: I've never seen the anime. I am a huge fan of those books, and I'm the guy who skims those articles to get to the part where they talk about when he's going to make that movie because I've always thought like there's a lot of crazy ideas and a lot of visual stuff that if he made that movie it could be really cool Mm -hmm. Um, but that's just not going to happen now like I want him to do that I want him to sort of free himself from this, this juggernaut of Avatar and how much money it can make and go and make something fun and exciting, you know,
0: yeah, well, that's something ask you a question. you think Avatar two would make a lot of money as much as the first one. it'll make a lot more internationally, but I don't think it'll do as well as I don't think so like i don't I don't know is it does it have that much goodwill? I don't know, I don't know
2: i I think that yeah, I don't know. because
0: i I mean it's a small sampling,
2: but my brothers don't like it either hmm. i don't I don't know what this means what I'm about to say, but I will say that. From what I've seen over the last however many years that I've been alive, international box office tends to like things that are big and flashy. Uh, If they're derivative, that's okay. Uh, Especially, I think some of that is because of the translation and stuff like that. Um, But, I yeah, I think that internationally that movie will still do really, really well. But part of why Avatar did so well was because it was something sort of special mm-hmm. you know it was such a big that's what i'm saying that was such a big thing that a sequel you, the only reason you come to a sequel is for the story and the characters and that's the weakest thing about avatar yeah i was wondering too because you know the 3d
0: is avatar made 3d cool but then now everything you know is 3d so does yeah. it diminish the impact of avatar in so much that now it won't perform as well i, I think so but i mean i could be wrong i don't know well, I, I see
1: it probably, but I mean, oh, well, I'm still it, doing it, this. You've got to see it. I have a job. I'm doing. I'm not. <laughs> doing I'm
0: not doing it because I love it. Yeah, um,
1: I, feel, I feel. if Cameron comes out with Avatar 2, it's going to have some more like a better 3D or something. You know, he's going to add another element to the technology. So yeah, it might be enough to catch. Well, he'll attention. he'll probably
2: do faster film rates. That's for sure because he's been working yeah. on that with already. Um, well, I know he uh, all his
0: he didn't specifically do it, but a lot of his. Tech guys worked on the Amazing Spider-Man yeah. from Avatar, so
1: so Cameron finally did get to kind of make a Spider-Man movie. He
0: <laughs> Have you read his script treatment? Oh my gosh, not good. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, it is not. Well, that's because
1: he's
2: an awful writer. He is. Uh, the thing that's interesting to me is you know since Avatar, they've been talking like, well, it's going to be three movies. Now with this article, he was talking about this time he was saying maybe Avatar four. Honestly, my my biggest question is if they make Avatar two, does it do well enough that they make Avatar three? Yeah, like at the point at which these movies cost a billion dollars to make, and yes, double your money, is it is it worth it? You know, you can double your money on on plenty of projects. Is it? I mean, I guess a billion dollars is always worth it. <laughs> yeah, but um, I don't I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's what I have for news. Um, I'm I'm not excited about it at no. all. No, uh, James, what do you have for news for me? Well, you, you're such a big uh, you're such a big Hunger Games fan. I am Ryan. Um, I am that you might you might really be interested in this. Uh, the scary movie guys are gonna make a a, a spoof of the oh, Hunger Games. Cool. If it's as good as Epic Movie, they're gonna call it The Starving Games. is that, in that, isn't that, funny because yeah. hunger is like hunger is like sir. Oh, and while they're doing that, just the other day, honestly, I was having this conversation with my mom because she was flipping around the TV and Date Movie was on. Hey, hey, cat, hey, cat, I'm gonna I'm punch you. I'm going to punch you in the face, cat. Get it. Oh, 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 die. Oh, die a horrible death. Okay. um, Date movie was on, and my mom was like, oh, this is the worst thing. Like, I don't know why she sat and watched it for 10 minutes. Maybe like, because Allison Hannigan's in it? That No, she that's why she brought it up with me. She was like, oh, Alice, Allison Hannigan was in it, and she was horrible. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, they're making Scary Movie 5 now, and mm. it is a spoof of, of, of uh, Black Swan. Like, when did this fad come Wh- back? What? I thought this was dead. Yeah, I, is I guess. Black
1: sc- Swan a scary movie? No, it's
2: not. <laughs> it's like, I, I mean, I guess it's a psychological
0: thriller. I wouldn't call but it it's, scary. It's not a horror movie. No.
2: I mean, most of the stuff they were making fun of in the last couple of sc- scary movies were not movies.
0: Well, scary movie.
2: yeah, horror think, movies, yeah, uh, I was
0: it 3, was making fun of Signs?
2: Yeah, there's scary stuff in that movie. Yeah, uh, that people think it's a good movie. <laughs> nee, it's great. That movie's great. Um, I just, I honestly, I was so happy. I thought that that fad of horrible spoof movies was dead, and it, it seems to be coming back for some reason. Does anybody actually like those
0: movies? Uh, I like some of them. I don't like uh, the recent ones. I thought the first scary movie is kind of funny, and then I like the third one because Charlie Sheen's really good in it. But as far as spoofs, I think the last good one was uh, Loaded Weapon 1.
2: Yeah, I don't I
0: don't know. Is I'm McGruber considered it? a spoof?
2: Um no. Mm. It's no. It's an SNL movie. Yeah. I don't know. It's but yeah. sad. What else Uh, you got, James? (laughs) uh, Well, the the obvious thing is that uh, Avengers is going to get a sequel. What? Obviously. No. No, Yeah, I know. I
0: am shocked. It's going to be at a billion dollars before the weekend's Uh,
2: over. And there were a couple of interesting things that came out about this. The funniest thing is that the military said that they backed out of support on the Avengers because they didn't think that it had enough reality in it. Um, Their biggest problem was that they didn't understand who S.H.I.E.L.D. reported to. Does the military report to S.H.I.E.L.D.? Does S.H.I.E.L.D. report to the military? This is an actual conversation that was had. Hmm. It's ridiculous. I don't. Well,
0: uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. reports to Power's Booth. I don't know if you saw the movie. I did. (laughs) It's like President Daniels.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And <laughs> what's, what's funny is we're getting all these trailers for Battleship where they're like, we got real Navy men to be on this movie, and we're so proud of that. Mm. Yeah, that doesn't necessarily make for a great movie. No. Nope. So maybe it doesn't matter if the military pulls out. I, oh, I did read an interesting article that you
0: brought that up, uh, that someone analyzed the destruction of New York City uh, in the Avengers, mm. and they came to the conclusion that it cost $160 billion
2: to repair <laughs> New York City. Well, and that's. I mean, yeah. Hey, Tony Stark's got the money. He'll fix it. $160 billion? Wow, he's pretty rich. He, he is. He is. He's crazy rich. Um, uh, but the other big question was, that, was whether or not Joss Whedon's going to come back. Uh, people have sort of said that with the other Avengers movies, with the exception of Iron Man 2, people are saying, well, Marvel's kind of bad about low-balling directors and not try- and trying to you know mm-hmm. get other people in there because they don't want to spend a lot of money. But I just I can't see how they could do an Avengers two without him. Yeah, you know this is the guy he he wrote and directed this thing. Give him some money and, and it it did this. It did these numbers. Give him a little money and get him back for the next one and it will be just as good. Yeah, uh, I I can't understand a world where they don't do that. Um, and he's already said that he's willing to be you know he wants to be there for it. Yeah. I yeah, mean Kick Ass Two got it. Uh, they're 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 gonna try to make Kick <laughs> Ass Two are. sink some more money into that pit. Did you guys like Kick-Ass? We, we Kick weren't Ass? We We weren't doing a podcast, did you? I did. I did, uh, yeah. I think it was the last time Nicolas Cage was good. <laughs> <laughs> I like
1: his Adam West impression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um it's sad they Matthew Vaughn won't be back, but whatever.
2: Yeah. Um yeah. I was a big fan of the book and sort of disappointed by what they did with the movie, so Oh.
1: Wow.
2: Yeah. I mean it's okay, but it wasn't
1: I guess we'll have to do a kick-ass commentary sometime. Ooh. Ooh. Stay or tuned not. for that.
2: Brad, you got any news?
1: Not really. Do you have well, something no, on
4: news. here.
0: I didn't say it because I know you wanted to
4: say it.
1: No, nah, it's, it's, the office got renewed. I still like the office. Really? For the most part. I did not expect that was going to happen. I didn't see that. Um, but Kelly Kapoor might not be back because she's doing her own show. So. Yeah. Uh, but and based on the season finale, it kind of didn't really leak, like solidify what her character does. So... Um like they well, don't really round out her story, so and isn't
2: Rain Wilson leaving too?
1: Uh I thought he was supposed to do the farm, but I haven't seen any news on that, so huh. But um it sounds like based on the season finale, they have some other story arc to go on for the office. Wow. It's not much, but <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Interesting.
2: I just feel like they're beating that thing to death.
1: Well that's, really so that's nice. it for me.
0: Cool
2: news. Um So
0: in the comic book corner this week, I don't know if you guys saw my amazing Spider-Man blog. I did. That I wrote. It was pretty good. Thanks. Uh, And it actually got me really reminiscing about uh, Spider-Man stories that I loved. And, um, you know, I I, I typed the whole little thing with the death of Gwen Stacy and the death of the Green Goblin. And it really got me, I don't know, really reminiscing about Spider-Man stories and how much I love them. And if you read my blog... The uh, the second story I picked on there was the first one that I really got into as a kid. And then as I became an adult and read it again, um meant even more to me. And it's called The Child Within. And it was a six-part story. So you can pick this up at uh, Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. I know they have all six issues there. Go to Spectacular Spider-Man. It's issue 174 through 180. One, 178 through 184. Thank you. Ah uh, one seventy four through one whatever he just said
2: <laughs> one seventy eight through 184. the expert doesn't even know I know he wrote it on the he wrote it on the blog. I'm stealing it from the blog uh
0: so but I mean the the premise of it is Spider-Man, Harry Osborne, and Edward, who plays the character Vermin, all have uh psychological problems stemming from their childhood, and they go see the psychiatrist called her name is Dr. Kafka, and so she sits down with each one of them. And she kind of, she's, and each little part will always have a, uh, the one I'll, I'll never forget, it's actually the cover I used on his part three. And it's th- at the end of uh, part two, Spider Man is drugged by the Green Goblin. And he's dreaming of trying to hug his parents, and then he can't hug him And then Uncle Ben, he can't hug Uncle Ben. And then it fades into the Green Goblin. And uh, then the Green Goblin has issues with his dad and how he died at Spider Man's hands, in quotes. And it's just a really riveting story. And it's really, uh, psychologically, it's how the scars from your past shape the person you are in the future. Um, The character Vermin is actually appeared in Captain America 252, I believe. And he started off as an experiment from um, Baron Zemo, Zemo. And they never really explained his origin. In this, they say that he was sexually abused by his father. And because he was sexually Whoa. abused by his father, he created this alter ego called Vermin, who's just this man rat, and he's vicious. And so he lashes out on people man. because of it. And uh that's part of the story too. And then it also deals with Harry and Peter, Harry Osborne's a Green Goblin, um, their friendship and why uh, there's one of the my one of my favorite moments in the whole thing is the very last issue. Um, Peter's given up. He's tired of fighting Harry because he doesn't see a point to it. He says, "Why am I fighting you all the time?" You know, I, you're my best friend, and you'll never understand what kind of monster your father was. So Spider-Man gets on his knees without his mask, and he says, "You want to kill me, Harry? Kill me!" And he just sits there, and so Harry Osborn has this little prong come out of his glider, and he's gearing in to hit Peter, and he. Pulls up at the last second. He screams, why can't I do it? Why can't I do it? Crashes his goblin glider. And Peter goes over and says, because you're my best friend. And uh, Mm. Harry Osborn pulls away and he says, I'm not anything to you. And he gets on his goblin glider and flies away.
4: Mm. And
0: he dies uh, like 10 issues later. So Mm. it's a a really interesting uh, story. And like psychologically, it's crazy. And if you want to read a nice little, well, there's a few follow-ups to it. Uh, Also on there, I did Spectacular Spider-Man 200. What's the death of Harry Osborne? Where kind of ends that story, And then right after that, they did the death of Vermin. And usually when it's a death of a comic character, you know you think the character dies. But what Vermin and Edward does is he overcomes his guilt and his um, feelings about being sexually abused, and so the vermin goes away from him.: Man, because he no longer fears his father.:
2: And Marvel gets critiqued for not having dark enough villains, man. Yeah. I didn't realize that's where Vermin came from.
0: Well, the guy who wrote uh, Child Within is J.M.D. Matisse, who also wrote Craven's Last Hunt.
2: Uh, so, I was just going to say, because I, I remember reading about Vermin and Craven's Last Hunt. and Yeah, exactly. Like, so he This character is messed up and weird, but I didn't really know where it came from. Yeah, so
0: um, Go Pick Up is called The Child Within, and there's cool. also a little bonus uh, one, too. It's called... Uh, the Child Within. It's the epilogue, and it's kind of just Spider Man dealing with the guilt of Vermin and the Green Goblin, and the Green Goblin shows up at the end.
2: Is there a trade collection, or do you have to? Get the um, back you know,
0: issues? I don't think there's a trade for it, but all the back issues are probably only two dollars. Oh, okay. So you can get all six of them for twelve bucks. So that's my that's my story, and I just loved writing that blog, and I love sharing that one because it's a it's a story that is kind of forgotten.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's
0: really good to me. It might not be good to other people, but. I just loved how deep it was, and it really, it touched me, not like Edward's dad. No, whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, man, careful now. So, yeah, Spider-Man, the child within, the spectacular Spider-Man, <laughs> and it's drawn by my favorite Spider-Man artist. Romita? Uh Salbasuma. Ah, uh, that's right. Romita is, like, awesome, but I don't know, that's the guy I grew up with, and that's the first exposure I had to the Green Goblin, so he always kind of stuck with me. Cool. So after I brought everybody down with my serious comic book story, Reap. Spider-Man's awesome though. He's still amazing. Um, we'll go into what we've been watching. What have you been watching, Ryan? What have I been watching? I've been watching um, a few things. Uh, Tim and Eric's Billion Dollar Movie came in the mail. Oh, this again. So I forced my wife to watch it with me. <laughs> Why didn't force her? I told her she does. She probably not going to like this movie, but she decided to sit down and watch it with me and she did not laugh at all. Aww. <laughs> Um, But I did forget some moments in the movie that I could not stop laughing at. Um, There's a part where um, Tim sleeps with Eric's like girlfriend. And so he's arguing with him (laughs) afterwards. And he uh, he's like, she made you soft. And they keep on going, no, she didn't make me soft. And it's like back and forth. And then after like a minute, he goes, she makes me hard. And then all of a sudden, um, Tim looks at the camera and he says, what we just did is we uh, kept on setting up this joke. We wanted to add a laugh track, but the movie studio said, you can't add a laugh track. This is a motion picture in theaters. <laughs> they won't let you do it. And then it goes right back to the movie. It's really funny. And um, the part where they meet Will Forte's sword guy, oh, man. he's <laughs> he's where he's, like They come in, they make up this company called Dobis, and they say, we're just here to help you. And Will Forte just keeps on going, why don't you go... Take a nice sh- piece of shit. <laughs> then he just keeps on saying eat shit over and over again. It's ridiculous. But I love the movie. And when you get the Blu ray, it comes with all these quotes about how great the movie is. But if you read it, it says the most awesome movie ever Tim. This movie's <laughs> amazing. Eric. This movie is extremely funny Tim and Eric's mom. <laughs> and they're riding a wolf on the cover. Nice. And I forgot how uh, stupid it is after John C. Riley's character wrestles the wolf and falls. And then Will Ferrell just starts running into it. It's so bizarre. Anyways, Tim and Bill- Eric's Billion Dollar Movie, you should watch it. Yeah. Um, I also saw Kevin Smith, Burn in Hell, which is on Netflix. And it was kind of fun watching it because it's after Red State Q&A. and uh,
2: Like the one we went to. We
0: went to, and it, he kind of repeated some of the same stories, so it was kind of fun reliving that. But he did bring up uh, Ben Affleck. And casting for Argo, which we saw the trailer for, which looks awesome. Oh, yeah. And how he uh, said that he just took all his actors from Red State and put them in Argo. Because I guess uh, Michael Parks is in Argo and John Goodman's in it. And uh, he said, hey, you know, you do me a favor, though, Ben. You should since you liked Red State a lot and you stole all my actors. Why don't you put a quote on there like Quentin Tarantino? Quentin Tarantino said, I love this fucking movie. And uh, the first one that Ben Affleck sent was, the cast is really great. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess Kevin said, really, dude, you're going to send me that stupid quote? Think of another one. So he sent him one. Later, and he said, I love this fucking movie even more than fucking Quentin Tarantino. (laughs) 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 So that's kind of funny. That's great. So yeah, you should check it out. It was kind of cool seeing it and have him talk about the same stuff that we heard at our uh, Q&A. I also saw two Robert Downey Jr. movies that Ooh. i have not seen i'm I'm, oh, I'm wow i'm back on the rdj train <laughs> never left it baby you're, you're does that
1: running, mean running the rd rdj train again i am are you, are you gonna have to like Choo-choo. are you gonna have to go back
2: to your blog post and change some some numbers around uh, i might add to it um
0: and i will actually but uh, the first one i saw was called tough turf which oh. is from 1985 starring a he had been like 1819 in it wow and james spader <laughs> he's uh a kid from Connecticut and his family moves to L.A. because they lost all their money. But isn't L.A. fucking expensive as shit? Anyways. <laughs> yeah,
2: that doesn't uh, make it My easy.
0: wife watched it with me and she told me that the main chicken is a real housewife of Orange County now, I guess. Unreal. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, I-, I had no idea who she is. Anyways, this movie is really cheesy and stupid. But <laughs> it has like that 80s cheesy stupid like charm to it where it doesn't make any sense at all. And it has a really synth laden soundtrack throughout the whole thing. But the part that didn't make any sense to me and made me laugh my ass off is basically the premise is James Spader comes and he starts riling up the gang that's at the school. And uh, so they're always getting in fights. And then uh, they, they rob people. And then at the climax, James Spader's trying to get with the gang leader's girlfriend. And they try to rob James Spader's dad and his dad gets shot. He doesn't die guys, don't worry. He Whoa. doesn't die. Oh
4: man. Oh. He doesn't
0: die. But then he challenges James Spader to a match. And then they go fight in this uh like abandoned warehouse and he can he Robert Downey Jr plays a guy named Jimmy. Are and they are they dance fighting like from footloose? Kind of. Oh, okay. But I mean it's actually, it actually turns out to be pretty brutal. Oh, but they're actually hitting each other. They're yeah. not just dancing. They're not just dancing. Oh, okay. Okay. But it seems like one of those stage fights. Anyways, uh so he can't find Robert Downey Junior. He goes to his house and or his apartment, and Robert Downey Junior. is not there. I don't know. Robert Downey Junior. has an apartment by himself, and he's in high school. <laughs> I don't get it.
1: <laughs>
0: Anyways, he uh, dude,
1: it's a tough turf out there. <laughs> <laughs> it is tough turf.
0: What really uh, I forgot a part though. It what really sets him off is the gang's leader asks his girlfriend's dad her her girlfriend his girlfriend's dad if it's okay if she marries him, and so they celebrate and. Uh, fuck! I totally forgot another part. At the beginning of his movie, the James Spader's bike gets ran over. Whoa! So then Robert Downey Jr. makes him a new bike. At Wait, the, at the end, out of wood or something? What? No. How does he make him a new bike? Like just with parts He's scrounged up? I don't know.
2: Oh, okay. And it's not like he was fabricating the <laughs> it, parts of a bike.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I forgot that the part that set him off is because Robert Downey Jr.'s character offers it as a consolation prize. That's where James Spader finds out that she has been engaged. And so not only did he shoot his dad, but now his girlfriend's engaged. What? And so he goes to see Robert Downey Jr. He's not there anyways. They go and they have this huge fight. And then all of a sudden, Robert Downey Jr. shows up in this warehouse with Doberman pinchers. <laughs> and he tells them to attack him and he gets shot in the leg.
2: Robert Downey Jr. does? Or, yeah. Or, oh, okay. He gets shot
0: in the leg. And I don't know what happens to the dogs. They never show the dogs again, but <laughs> he just shows up with dogs.
1: And Spader shoots Junior in the leg? No, like one of the... Maybe one, of one of
0: the, the, the dogs. One shoots. of the gang guys. I don't know. It's really oh, okay. confusing and it doesn't make any sense, but whatever. <laughs> what? Wow. Yeah.
1: All right. Wow. What was the other one you watched?
0: And actually, I watched a really funny movie and it was amazing and it's called Soap Dish
2: mm.
1: with
0: Robert Downey Jr. and Sally Field and Sally Field is great in it. She plays... She usually is. She plays an actress on a soap opera that's like America's Sweetheart and she's really um, vain and insecure. So Whoopi Goldberg is her character writer. So they go to the like she like for example she'd go to the mall and she'd Whoopi Goldberg would freak out that who Sally Field was. So everybody would freak out, and so she'd get the attention. And uh, Robert Downey Jr. plays the producer on the show who just wants to uh, bang one of the stars on the show. But the only way she'll bang him is if she if he gets rid of Sally Field's character on the show and. So they try to think of all these new things like uh, Kevin Kline's in it, and he's great. He plays an uh, out-of-work soap opera actor who's in Florida performing Death of a Salesman at a uh, dinner theater <laughs> with a bunch of old people. And uh, so they recruit him to do it. And then what's great about this movie is I don't want to spoil what happens in it, but it's a soap opera inside of a soap opera as you're watching it. So it's incredibly meta. And they, they literally they have a point where you find out all these new things about the character. Like, uh, let's for example, you know, in the soap opera saying, but I'm really your father. And there's parts of that in this movie, but it's... What? As playing the characters in the soap opera, you have to... It's, it's really like, hard to describe. Jimmy, it,
1: I thought you were dead, you know?
0: Exactly. Like, they have... Because... Uh, <laughs> that's so stupid. They offer to give Sally Field's character a brain transplant at this one point, <laughs> and uh, And <laughs> then... Elizabeth shoes in it. Uh, you have to see. It's oh, I, can't, I can't. I'd spoil what happens, but you have to watch it. It's free if you have, or if you're an Amazon Prime member, you can stream it for free. Cool. But the performances are amazing, and I mean, there's points where Robert Downey Jr. is trying to get with this one chick, and uh, he's she's leaning over him to tell him how to write a scene, and he's leaning over and like rubbing her tit, and he's like, "When do I get to see those fucking things?" And it's just, it, it, it's great. <laughs> and he's he's right now junior kills in it and uh all the actors are amazing in it because they also uh, they have a few that you'll recognize and yeah you have to see it like it's it's crazy good it, just because how clever the script is yeah cool people coming back from the dead and stuff. <laughs> what oh no <laughs> it's great yeah,
2: i'm gonna have to check that out
0: you should it's it's only like an hour and 30 minutes and it's really light and it, it goes by really fast and it's it's brilliant
2: Cool.
0: And so, there's uh, Terry Hatcher who I don't even like actually yeah. has a brilliant line in it. Um Kevin Klein's her and he says, Wow, you have beautiful eyes. She says, You like my eyes, see my fucking tits or something like that. <laughs> it's great. Oh wow. So yeah, check out Soap Dish. Cool. Which if I redo my list would be way higher up. Yeah. Because it's amazing. Brad, what'd you watch?
1: I watched a bunch of things. Um Oh fuck, you just brought out like a book the size of the Bible. I know, right?
0: It's like Leonard Maltin's video review book.
1: I uh, rewatched Ghost Protocol, which we've talked awesome. about. So oh, we'll just glance good. over that. It was awesome again. Mission accomplished. Exactly. <laughs> um, I watched Star Trek 2 again uh, nice. and Star Trek 4. Still good. Both um, of them good. Yes. Uh, source code was on cable. Um, and which you, I had, s- you saw it in theaters. I saw it in a dollar theater with, Ooh. I think, mono sound. Ooh. <laughs> so it was really hard to listen to. And. Um, I felt like the movie would have been a great movie in like the mid '90s, yeah, type of movie. Um, It's it's just
2: it's someone who liked
1: Moon. It just like lacked this extra added punch to it. It just felt very like traditional, just kind of an average mystery thriller thing. Yeah. So and then at the very end, it gets very convoluted. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, like you're following a very normal, like easy to follow story, and then at the very end of it, it's just like they throw all these layers on you, and you're like. What just happened? Yeah, so the uh,
2: the ideas of that movie are really cool, I, and they've yeah. actually
1: been talking about making it a show, and I think that would be
2: pr- probably pretty awesome if they could find a way to really ground it. But the problem is the sort of multiple worlds problem that they have by the end of the movie is whoa spoilers I haven't seen it. Well, it's a it's kind of about time travel, so you you know you kind of know that's What's a thing. The the girl, uh, Michelle Monaghan. You see her boobs in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I know. Oh, that movie's great. And not
0: just for that reason. No, that movie's awesome. Uh, My favorite Robert Downey Jr. movie still.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, there's Source Code. And then I also re- uh, rewatched uh, Air Force One. Yes. Nice. Which is, duh. That great. movie didn't get a, a, like attention.
4: No, it doesn't.
1: I, it's basically Die Hard on a plane. But yeah, <laughs> and Harrison Ford's the president. And oh. Harrison Ford's the best president on, in cinema ever. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> if only real-life presidents could be like him. Oh, man.
2: <laughs> Get off my plane. It's uh, still great.
1: Oh. Do, do I have to like explain it? Because I feel like no, at the age right now where maybe our... Younger listeners have never seen that movie.
2: Harrison Ford fights Gary Oldman on a plane. He's a Russian. Oldman's Gary great. Oldman is amazing in everything he does, yeah. and this is not an
1: exception. There are some cheesy things, though. like um,
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, because it's still like a mid-'90s action movie, but like, if you compare it to Executive Decision, which is very like, plot-wise a similar movie, Air Force One is way better. I, I love Executive Decision, but... You know, it's just that movie is a a notch above, mostly because of those actors.
1: Well, Gary Oldman's character's whole like scheme of we're gonna take over Air Force One to let that Russian general out of prison. Yeah, like
2: who cares about Russian generals in prison? Yeah,
1: and then when he does leave the prison for a few seconds, and then like all the guards are like, "Yeah, that guy's free. We're gonna he's gonna rule us again," and then they they immediately flip flop when they get the call to shoot him, yeah, like oh we we just follow orders, <laughs> <Kill him. laughs> like he's out there, you think they would just like not shoot him? It's cool because like in any other movie, the president would be
2: the person who is in trouble, and we've got to save the president, like we've seen that a billion times, but having the president be the superhero who has to <laughs> save his daughter is it's great, yeah. uh, it's man. I, uh, it's on blu-ray blu-ray for like 8 bucks right now. I, yeah. I might totally gonna make a buy visit that. to Amazon after this. I yeah. saw it
1: at 16 and I was like, "Eh. I mean, it's a good movie, but I was like, I think I could get it for 8 at some point because <laughs> it's people don't regard hammer for. Well. It. Yeah. Um and then I also watched a very old movie called Fitzwillie. Huh. It's a Dick Van Dyke movie. Really? From, yeah, the 60s obviously. Um and is <laughs> very hard to follow, but I think it's about <laughs> this butler named Fitzwillie, this Dick Van Dyke's character. And he, um, he's a butler to this woman who has a huge fortune or whatever. And, uh, she lost the fortune somehow, but he's too, like he, he respects his job too much to like, let that go. Like, so he's, he's developed this elaborate ruse to make her think that she's still super wealthy Yet on the side, he's collaborated with all the other help in the mansion to do all these side schemes to generate the wealth that keeps, not exorbitant wealth, but enough to keep them paid and her thinking that she still has status. Yeah. Um, And I'm not exactly sure how their schemes actually get the money because the very beginning of the movie is Dick Van Dyke making a transaction with like a... Department store and having something sent to some other store that gets delivered to the mansion, and then people pick it up at the mansion and then deliver it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. It's I couldn't follow it at all. But um, huh? Where did you? Is this movie on like? It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah i it's, it's even heard The of poster's it. like him running away with like I thought it was a typewriter. So it's <laughs> like very cartoonish, and it's like oh, this seems like a f- wacky comedy. But no, he's kind of like a hard ass, really, like butler guy who's like he's in control. Is it not of, a comedy? It is a com- comedy but it's not like a like it's not a zany comedy it's just like um what happens is he's got this whole scheme going on but then the um the woman he works for the wealthy woman she hires a this is actually kind of creative she hires a secretary to come work for her and the secretary is supposed to help her create a dictionary that has all the words that are misspelled so you can find the words that are, mi- like, if you if you have a word and you don't know how it's spelled, but you th- have a general idea of what it is, you find that word the way you think it's spelled, and it directs you to the actual spelling. Mm-hmm. So they have to sit around and think of all the different ways that you can misspell <laughs> a word and then compile all those, those together and create a database and then, you know, connect those. So they're doing this research, and because this secretary who's uh, Barbara or Agent 99, I forget her full name. I think it's Barbara something, Felden. Barbara Felden, she's the secretary, and so she, having an outsider in the mansion, threatens their like exposing their secret business. So Dick Van Dyke is constantly trying to find ways to get rid of her, but he can't because the his employer wants to keep her around. So, hmm. yeah.
0: Do you have to be a fan of Dick Van Dyke to like it? Probably. I'll watch it
1: I, if I can figure out if I can understand what the actual, like how his schemes work to get fits money. Fitz is what? Fitzwillie. Fitzwillie. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Anyway. I love Dick Van Dyke though.
1: Yeah. I blocked out what, when you said Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. It sounded like you guys stopped listening. So whatever. No, <laughs> no I, I wasn't. I, I, I don't was blame you. It's kind of hard to follow. Like, yeah, it, I was
2: just kidding. I like Dick Van Dyke. Just not, I haven't
1: watched a lot of it. Um. Yeah. That's that's all I got. Cool.
2: James. I um James. What do you got? I dabbled in a little Spider-Man this week. As, uh, nice. I didn't. I didn't watch a lot of it, so I'll probably talk about it again next week. Cause I, I'm sort of in this weird stage. I, this tends to happen anytime you start watching a cartoon show like Spectacular Spider-Man, which Ryan awesome. lent me, um, where I'm in this weird place where it's it's hard to like motivate myself to watch it because it is it is very much a kids show, um, and I'll get to that in a second. Uh, but it's it's pretty good. Uh, the the animation was what scared me at first, because um, it's I don't know how you describe it. Uh, yeah, it's
0: simple. Um, yeah, absolutely. But uh, I read an interview with the creators. They did that on purpose so they could make the action yeah. really cool. And
2: it and it is it, it is pretty cool. Um, but I I feel like what has it, what it what it showed to me is that my expectations for Ultimate Spider Man were way beyond what anyone doing spider-man cartoon series is seems to even be interested in doing i wanted the last airbender of, of spider-man i wanted mature storytelling with really amazing act, uh, action uh that looks with uh, that is also great art you know i wanted it firing on all three cylinders um and i don't feel like either of these shows is really that like i kind of feel like when i watch spectacular spider-man it is just me re-watching stories that I've seen before since I was a big fan of the 90s Spider-Man I'm still like yeah these are all these are all these characters and they're told in the same the stories are told in the same simple way that they were in that show so the only difference here is that Spider-Man actually gets to fight people like he actually hits people with his fists for once Um, but I don't think that's quite enough Uh, it's still you know it's still Spider-Man so I still kind of like it but um, it's not the Spider Man cartoon show that I want. Well, what do you want to see in a Spider Man cartoon show? I want to see Ultimate Spider Man, the comic book in motion, uh, where it's actually like Peter Parker is a kid, and I care about him, and and maybe that would have to be hour long episodes where you actually get to build story arcs or something. I don't, I don't really know what I miss, but um, I feel like Ultimate Spider Man is a really well crafted story mm. even when they're just doing fun you know clone saga stuff and just zany things I feel like those characters are much more grounded um, but I mean spectacular isn't isn't bad you know it's just not I think
0: it's really good there's a great scene where he's in the season 2 where he's fighting Mysterio oh man it's
2: awesome and that's the thing like I said I'm only like 4 or 5 episodes in I'm gonna keep watching it uh, next week I might be in love with it but uh, is the Green we'll Goblin showing up yet no, I don't He's think really so. really good not. in that. Okay. Um, the other thing, I finished Friday Night Lights, uh, all five seasons, and that uh, that show is still really good. Um, the first season is definitely the strongest, which is before it sort of got canceled and picked up by DirecTV. Um, once it, the later seasons, it gets, a, I don't even want to say melodramatic, it gets kind of, you know, after school specially, you know? Like, these are the episodes where we're going to talk about this issue, Um, but they don't do it in a totally cheesy way. Uh, but I still, those characters are so well written. Those families are people that I love Mm -hmm. and it is so heartwarming and encouraging and all the things that you don't see on TV. Um, and yes, it's a lot of football, but like, I don't like football that much. So the fact that I am watching that show, clearly it is not a show about football, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, yeah, it's really good. Uh, like the the interplay between uh, Coach Taylor and his wife is maybe the strongest and most well-written like marriage relationship that I think I've ever seen. Um, maybe it's a little bit with kid gloves because their relationship is so strong that when they fight, you always believe they're going to come through it. But um, it is certainly more mature than any sitcom or you know family drama seventh heaven bullshit um it's you, you should check that show out at the very least to start it and see how you like it um and then the last thing i finally got back to watching david mamet movies uh and this week i watched spartan which first of all it's a valcomer uh, yeah spartan I own Val that, movie. that movie is great it is man i uh I was working on Blockbuster, I think, when it came out, and I feel like mm. it was pretty much straight to
0: DVD. Yeah, I th- it might have been. You know, I got it at used at Blockbuster because I had a regular at Outback Steakhouse oh, yeah. who came in all the time. His name he, his name was Steve, but he always went by Cowboy. <laughs> and so Cowboy Tony says, uh, Frosty, you got to pick up Spartan. It's great.
2: It's with Val Kilmer. It It is great. It like, is. It's one of the best thrillers I have seen in years, uh, at least, like, mystery thrillers. It, remind
0: me what... I don't really... I know... I, I kind of remember it,
2: but just remind. Basically, me. basically, Kristen Bell plays the president's daughter, That's and right. she is, um, she's sort of at college at that point. Uh, I think she's at Yale. They actually say or Harvard, one of the two, and she disappears in the night. And the uh, Val Kilmer is this sort of badass military dude that we we never really get. I don't even know if we get to his real name at any point. Um, we we you know he's just always sort of mysterious. It's. Um, David Mamet is usually really good at flushing out his characters and he flushes this character out in very indirect ways. Like the things that the character does and says are exactly who that character is in a way that is um, maybe more pure than other movies where you can just have characters talk about that character. Nobody else knows who this guy is. So everything we know about him is in what he does and he is a badass. Um, And he is brought in to try and find Kristen Bell's character. Um, I don't want to spoil too much of the mystery um, because I think he's sort of, he throws in these great twists along the way mm. where you then all of a sudden you're like, wait, then where are we? Like, yeah. what's, what's going to happen next if this is where we are. Mean. And yet, unlike a movie like the one we saw tonight, where the sort of stakes constantly change and you're always in a different place. um, He mo- maintains all that momentum and can, bring characters in and out and you don't feel like anything is missing. You don't feel like you're lost at all. Um, it's got Clark Gregg who plays agent Colson from, from Avengers. Yeah. Uh, and he's awesome, man. He is like, there's, there's a couple levels of, of, uh, like government guys above Val Kilmer. Like you kind of get to see the, um, the order, no, that's the wrong. You, you know, you 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 get to see the guys above him who are giving him orders and are giving each other orders. You know, the chain of command above him, sort of. Um, Cole, uh, Clark Gregg is one of them. William H Macy is another, and um, the guy who's what's his name? He's the father from Married with Children,
4: is uh, another one. Yeah,
0: I didn't know that's a David Mamet movie. Like I haven't seen it in so long, but I owned it and I remember really liking it. It oh man, it's
2: it's really good. Um, yeah, so people should check it out. Uh I don't I really know what watch else it this week I think. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um especially if you like he's I'm starting to realize that he is really good at those mysteries. Um I I may watch this movie again, uh but I I've, I've seen it a couple times in my life. The Spanish Prisoner is a David Mamet movie as well, and that's one of my favorite con movies. Um he's just really good at um sort of keeping secrets from you and revealing them in a way that feels really natural. Um, and this is... You
0: know, and he, Val Kilmer, too, is really good in movies. I, I guess because he's a dickhead is why he's not in very
2: many more movies, but... He delivers a couple of lines, weirdly, but it's also directed by David Mamet. I I could maybe lay it on his shoulders and say, well, maybe David Mamet should have told him to deliver that line a second time. Because uh, there are a couple of times where he he'll he He'll emphasize words in a way that I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. why would anyone say it that way? Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, I, I kind of want to go back and watch it again because
4: Man, there's a lot of little
2: details ever. in there. I should watch it maybe again. I don't think you can get it on Blu-ray yet. If you could, I think I would have bought it right away. Hmm. Um, it's pretty cool. You should check it out. Nice.
1: Hey, 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 uh, sorry, I forgot two things. Of course you did. What does that mean? I don't I, I don't know. I was just, I don't know. Um I rewatched RoboCop 2. Oh yeah. And I've started I've started live tweeting movies that I watch. So <laughs> um, I'll post those eventually. It's kind of like the commentary thing I did. Well, if you yeah. live
0: tweet them, then you're not really live tweeting them if you're not going to post them right away.
1: Well, they're posted on Twitter, so Yeah, he um, is
2: live tweeting them. He's just then going to go back and oh, I'll, I'll post, post those, them.
1: I'll copy those onto Real Nerds. I so, got you. But, cool. Um,
2: how did you like RoboCop 2? I think that movie's one
1: watching it again like i watched it a couple weeks ago but uh fell oh, asleep that's or right. something yeah um i was actually surprised like how much i did re like it because it's kind of it's kind of considered like not good yeah but, but i think it's terrific and it's it kind of lacks the ex- extremity of the first robocop like the stuff that Verhoeven. yeah all the sort of it. satire kind of stuff over the overtop over the top stuff that is yeah. in it um, but i think this one it's directed by irvin kershner who did empire strikes back mm-hmm. so it it doesn't have any th- any real strong dramatic weight but um
2: but it's it's got some good I don't sort to of badass explain it.
1: action there's some badass action in it and there's uh some good themes in it and i don't know why no one in any toy like adult toy companies not those adult toys <laughs> uh, <laughs> like collectors companies that make like really detailed <laughs> action figures haven't made a robocop 2 figure not RoboCop but the RoboCop 2 oh that's yeah in the movie yeah like that's actually there, there probably is, was one back when the movie was made and the stop-motion motion animation of that movie is incredible like at it's, times I wasn't even thinking about it
2: there is there's one shot early on that I think is is kind of cheesy I own it on a DVD I bought it at circuit city for like two dollars when they were going out of business <laughs> um, and I think there's a shot early on of the animation that's not great the stop-motion
1: the, the prototype RoboCop 2's the ones yes. that killed themselves yes Th- that's kind of like okay, that's stop motion. Yeah. But the actual RoboCop two that's based on Kane, yeah, the one at the, the all the action scenes at the end are it's not great. Until like he flies out of the top of the building and the, there's that green screen of the city. Uh-huh. Like the green screen is the bad special effects. It's not right. the stop motion, which is right. in, just impressive. And all the like all the little stuff on his robot body that's working. Like he's got these, he's got arms and legs, but there's also like another set of arms that roll up over his shoulders and yeah. stuff, and. Um,
2: it's a cool design, that's for sure.
1: And how like, he runs on the nuke, and then when they present him and they get that whole Delta City model that comes up, and suddenly <laughs> all he's focused on is that nuke thing, and it starts wasting stuff. And again, who loads actual bullets into the presentation <laughs> into robot? Model, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, that's that's l- that was my tweets for the, 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 the failed RoboCop 2s that are in the video. It's like the one that pulls out the guns, they're shooting all the doctors. <laughs> it's like, why did you load the gun for the test thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but then yeah, Robocop's fight with him is just so badass.
2: And that's the one, that ha- that's the one that has like the gangster kid who yeah. has
1: to watch them torture some dude. That messed me up as a
2: kid. Yeah, that scene. When I saw that, I fucked was, up. Oh man, yeah it is. And then
1: Kane has the great line of, like the girl's like, I thought you just said you were going to scare him. And then Kane's like, he looks scared, doesn't he? Yeah. And then they tear mm. into his sternum. Oh, my God. Yeah, man. And I, I, think,
2: I think I only saw it on TV when I first mm. saw that movie, and it still messed me up. So, like, the actual visually disturbing stuff, I didn't see. So, it just left me... It was almost worse, because it just
1: left me to imagine what that kid could be watching. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then, back to the battle, too. Like, as far as sequels go, like, I, I forgot how much of a... Like... Let's take this to the next level cuz that in Robocop 1 it's just okay he hunts down all the gang guys at the power plant or whatever or the yeah. chemical plant and he basically shoots them all but this yeah. is like this S- is a robot fight. It's a robot fight and there's just tons of destruction like the you know national guard comes in and it's it seems like a big budget sequel type thing, you know, like on par with Star Wars or something.
4: Hm.
0: It's I don't remember the I remember him I mean, it's fighting not that special effects aren't as good as that, no,
1: but no. just the, the set piece of it all, just you know, fighting in the conference room and then going down like below the streets to fight them and then back up through the top of the building it, in the and then the elevator shaft. It's just like there's so much to it. It's I kind of
2: feel like I remember watching it and thinking that it was conceptually a, a cooler action scene than the end of Iron Man 1. Um as far as like a a you know, it's it's a very similar, very similar idea you like it's it, a yeah. it's a big mech fighting a dude in a suit. Without the bad um, dialogue. Yeah, yeah, well yeah. <laughs> um and and you know, Iron Man One, it's you know, they fight on the street, they fight on top of the building, and that's kind of it. Um and it's really great, but the ideas of what they what they're striving for at the end of of uh Robocop two are are probably cooler.
1: Um, yeah, I just I didn't think I'd really like it as much as I. Like, I already did like it, but I forgot how cool it actually was. Yeah. So, So anyway, that's. Sorry. Well, well like let's move into
2: something else depressing. Yeah. Well,
1: th- I feel like this whole week is off because <laughs> <laughs> the movie we saw and. We all saw hey, 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 things. don't
2: spoil our review of how bad this movie is uh james should people go see dark shadows i've not been this bored in a movie in a long time uh i think the background is more interesting than the foreground (laughs) brad
1: i don't even know like i feel like i can't make an accurate judgment without having some familiarity with the tv show because i don't feel like this movie is based honors it at all from what i saw but at the same time like there are some funny interesting parts to it it's it's definitely polished, but as far as like but it wanting to connect with something on the screen and feel like there's like a story I want to follow, it's not there. I
2: don't Yeah, it. I don't think you have to know anything about the show to know that this movie sucks. Yeah, the movie doesn't function, even if it were paying homage to something.
1: Hey, here's the trailer.
3: My name is Barnabas Collins. Two centuries ago, I made Collinwood my home my love until a jealous witch cursed me condemning me to the shadows
4: for all time what the hell is this he's coming
3: he's coming hear me future dweller what is the year 1972 1972 oh. My beloved Colin Wood. The Collins family Who the hell is this? I'm a vampire, madam Yeah
2: He's just staying with us forever, is he? I like him
4: Oh, super fat Welcome home, Barnabas Collins
3: How soon can the horses be ready?
4: We don't have horses We have a Chevy I'm
3: on top of What sorcery is this? Down on Reveal yourself, tiny songstress. Hello, Barnabas. Remember me? Which you cursed me to be this hideous creature. You may strategically place your wonderful lips upon my posterior and kiss it repeatedly.
4: What if I made you love me?
3: With what a spell? With this. I must admit, they have not aged a day.
4: Is she for real? Indeed and your family
3: missed me i shall restore the family business to its former glory
4: burn baby fight on barnabas fight on for us and fight i shall <laughs> Me. Never. That was a regrettable turn of events. Are you stoned or something?
3: They tried stoning me, my dear. It did not work. Oh.
0: Right away, the the problem I had with it, it actually started almost at the beginning. Um, I thought actually the establishing shot of the ships was really cool. Um and mm. then, you know, Johnny Depp's narration was all right, but then it went on for like 10 minutes. Yeah. It's it's like we need and to just, have so much exposition before we set you up to the rest of the movie that we have to have Johnny Depp explain everything to you for... for. They should have based the movie
1: on that. Like, let's figure out what happened to him to get to this point. Yeah, he said, well, or even like... as a mystery to the movie.
2: It just force feeds you the information. If it had just started with... Her standing on top of the ledge and she jumps and he gets there and we can, we tell, we can tell like, oh, he really loved her and he decides he's gonna jump too and he jumps and then he hits the bottom and is still alive and that's the whole opening shot. That's such a
1: cool idea. Like the idea that you're sitting there going like, why is he still alive? What happened? Yeah,
2: like that's such a great idea. But because they do all the narration and everything, it just hand delivers you all the information and you don't give a shit. Very passive movie. Yeah, because then. And I don't ever care about Barnabas. He's the most uninteresting, unfunny main character.
0: And that's, you know, the, it, when, when I'm watching it, and that's my problem with Tim Burton movies lately, is it's not like it, it... It seems like sometimes Tim Burton as the artist doesn't come through anymore. It's Tim Burton, the brand. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, it's Tim Burton, oh, I need to make things gothic. I need to make things... Look cool because I need to sell t shirts at Hot Topic.
2: It's style over substance.
0: Yeah, because, you know, even the movies, I, I'm i not a big fan of Timber, and I've said this many times, mm-hmm. but e- even stuff like Edward Scissors Hands and Beetlejuice, you could kind of get behind him because the ideas are there, you know, and. And it's early in that style. Like, yeah. at that top point, it was fresh and it was different. And he he can make good movies. I love Ed Wood. I love Ed Wood. Oh, but, yeah. you know, it's, it's like he's trying. I don't. You don't even know. It's and the problem too is, it, and it's not you know entirely Johnny Depp's fault. But when you see a Tim Burton Johnny Depp movie, it's not you're not seeing a different character. You're like seeing Johnny Depp playing a character that Tim Burton wants him to play in this weird way. It
2: feels like you're not asking Johnny Depp to do anything anymore. Yeah, it's, like you're not you're not challenging him. And so it, I almost I don't even feel like Johnny Depp tries. He shows up. He does the quiet thing that he's been doing in all those movies, and that's it. Like. The Johnny Depp here is not the talented Johnny Depp of an Ed Wood or or even Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Like Pirates of the Caribbean. He's trying something different there. This is so much the same.
0: Yeah, and you know, I, I think too when you watch the movie, it's like uh, it doesn't have really any point. No, you know there's I mean? no it's, momentum. It's at like I was
1: constantly sitting there thinking, like, where is this going? Like, where, yeah, there's no. All we like, I love you. Well, I don't love you. Why don't you love me? I just don't. And let yeah, us have Sex like, with you,
0: but I don't love you. And yeah,
1: if that's what I didn't get too. I,
0: like, what's the motivation for his character? Like, why is he,
2: why is he sleeping with this girl that he doesn't like? Yeah, yeah. Well, but well, uh, yeah, I feel like they were trying to get this sort of, sort of the melodrama, you know, over the top romant- romanticism of a a soap opera from the seventies, mm-hmm. but that doesn't work. You only have two hours. You can't just... And that's especially true in the ending when all of a sudden characters are werewolves and other characters killed other people and there's ghosts coming out of the woodwork and like, oh, okay, all these... It, it, it's almost like, oh, well, this was supposed to be the Adams family the whole time where they were all special in all these different ways, but we only focused on the least interesting one. And why wasn't Michelle Pfeiffer's character, why didn't she have a special thing? I don't know. Yeah, and she cute. was so disappointing. Yeah, I, yeah, a couple of years ago, she blew me away in Star uh, Stardust. Like she, I had never loved Michelle Pfeiffer more than she, I did in that movie. And in this one, she just like delivers lines like she's reading them off the back yeah, of a like menu.
0: She seems like she's in, disinterested.
2: Yeah. And you know, th- I mean, there's
0: so many stupid parts. I, I the part with the uh, uh, what the fuck was a girl's name in it? Chloe Moretz. No, nah, um, not her real name. I don't even know it. what the fuck her real. The yeah. one that traveled there. No, it's a werewolf.
2: Yeah, he means Chloe Moretz. Uh,
0: yeah, Carolyn. Caroline Lee was her name. Yeah. So, so he, Johnny Depp um, gets blasted through her, or was it Ava Green? Whatever. Yeah, gets blasted through the ceiling, and she's a werewolf all of a sudden.
1: Yeah, and the then, movie could have ended without having that plot revealed. Yeah, at all. well, because yeah. then
0: it was stupid. Because then uh, she, Ava Green, who plays Angelique, says, "Oh,
2: yeah." that werewolf came and bit you when you were a baby. Like what the fuck? Well, and here's <laughs> what they're building up there is cause the, the fake, the the thing that's supposed to be a theme is this whole family garbage that isn't done no. well at all. Go watch Friday night lights. Um, Instead, like, they're building up as if it's going to be, you know, oh, well, the werewolf and the kid who can talk to ghosts and the vampire and the woman with a shotgun and whatever Vicky's power was going to be or whatever are all going to team up because they all actually love each other and they're a family and they're going to fight the witch. With our powers combined. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But that's not it. It's the, the werewolf comes, gets punched and falls over. The shotgun gets punched and falls over. <laughs> and then Michelle
0: Pfeiffer <laughs> picks up the werewolf. And
2: Okay, uh, so Ava so Green
0: is uh, beautiful. But, like... Yeah. Um, so she tries to do these little, again, fucking Tim Burton. He always tries to make everything so quirky and, like, have so many... St- Stupid motivation for people. So she's a porcelain doll or something. Which I thought was which cool. I the, thought the effect, the yeah. idea of that was pretty cool. Well, yeah, but why? The idea, it, And then so she's she can beat up this werewolf. She can beat up Barnabas. And then all of a sudden a ghost comes, screams
2: at her. She flies at a chandelier, falls down, and is fucking dead. Yeah, it felt like... Because the idea that the way she maintains her beauty for all this year is, is that like she put some spell on her so now she's a porcelain doll like that idea I thought was really cool especially that she gets broken up but that should have been her downfall like it should have been that if you actually start hitting on her that then you know like she's got all these magical powers and all these spells and stuff and that's her sort of defense but once you really start beating her up then she breaks apart like that's an obvious thing but no they just make her into the Hulk and then they're like oh well then how do we defeat her I don't know we throw her into a chandelier yeah Uh, like there's just no scream her into a
1: chandelier Yeah. yeah
2: Which I thought, oh, man, again, I thought they were building something really cool. Like, I thought he was talking to more than one ghost. And that, like, ghosts were going to come and rip her apart. And I thought, this is going to be badass. And then it's just ghost shows up, screams, chandelier. And there's
0: there's so many plot points. Like, okay, so the Victoria comes to help them. And then she sees the ghost of his former love, Josette. Mm -hmm. And she says, help me. And then she falls off a cliff. I thought they were going to help her. What the fuck is she head. helping? What's yeah. she helping?
2: She nev- nothing ever comes from that.
0: I honestly, like, that should at the end? No, 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 no. Like, the, remember the ghost would go to the chandelier and then fall off, and she'd say, help me? Oh, yeah, that thing, yeah. What the yeah. fuck is she helping her do? Like,
2: wh- uh, what? Like, I guess the idea, which this... Find oh, man. Who killed me this, or... ending, mm-hmm. this ending... This uh, ending, it's going to bug me for days as I try to compare whether... How bad this is by comparison to like Twilight, because the end of the movie is that he turns her into a vampire. Mm-hmm. Like she would rather kill herself than be a human and live with him, so she makes him kill her. I guess. Yeah. It's, like it. it ugh. But two, it's you know, not
0: romantic. It's not no it, ugh. because you know he dives after her, bites her, and then he's like Victoria, oh. Victoria. And then all of a sudden she wakes up and says Josette. Like, okay. Uh, How do you, what? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, I guess you're reincarnated as a vampire into his former love. (sighs) And the... Totally, the movie had no direction.
1: And, and their stories barely blend together, like you yeah. said, with Barnabas' yeah, they, exposition. And then you think, oh, well, most of the story's going to be through her point of view, because she's going to meet everybody at the mansion. That's yeah. the way to make that movie. And she shows up, and then Barnabas shows up, and then it's all about him for the she rest of the movie. Disappears. And she oh, disappears. she so disappears.
0: Okay, also, too. And, and then d- she just in love he not, with
1: him? He's like, oh, Does he only burn in certain sunlight? Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, like, it depends on the intensity of the sunlight. Yeah, it depends. On, he, it depends on
2: whether or not they need to actually. If have it's a scene. high noon,
1: <laughs> he's fucked. If it's <laughs> if he's on a <laughs> beach it's where sunset, no, 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 it's sunset, he's got a hat. It it's can about reflected it a little bit. It's
2: about the contrast. If he's on the beach and everything is slightly illuminated, that's okay. If actually, he walks from the shadows into a beam of light coming through a window, that's too much contrast. That's too mm. much light, change in light. So actually, then, the then beach then should be
1: worse way. because the water's reflecting yeah. the light. Back yeah. Like things like that just didn't make sense to me. Yeah.
0: And, you know, it, it's, it was basically, we're going to take him and put him in a bunch of situations, and then it's gonna ha- he has no motivation. Like, why did he show This'll up to um, the office the third time, and he says... Uh, when he tells her to kiss his butt? Yeah. And why did he drink blood? I thought there was going to be, like, the blood would be poisoned or something. No, she yeah. just gives him blood? I mean, uh, from yeah. someone
1: we never find out who. Yeah. Yeah. And then the... Her agents already have a coffin set up, like, outside the door he just walked in through. <laughs> yeah. They, they oh, must have been man. waiting. It just didn't make any sense at all.
2: Yeah, the movie just meandered. I mean, what's the whole point of the the whole, like, him getting the fishing thing going again? Like,
1: why why? why does he need to restore the family well, if he
2: has that, all that wealth anyways?
1: Well, the family's important to him. So, it's, well, yeah. it's kind of like a, it's a I ridiculous didn't. motivation for, like, it... Back in his time, it would have been really important, but in the 70s, it's not that big a deal. He
2: kept saying that, but I did not see that. Like, I didn't see him liking any of those people. In fact, he he fervently dislikes one of them.
1: Um, I don't... Well, uh, you it's, know, because it's, to him, it's just, it's just about what his father said to him. It doesn't he doesn't really feel it.
2: Yeah, exactly. And that just makes that makes him an empty pit of a character. Mm. He's not somebody I can relate with.
0: I know. And it's it, well, too, it's Tim Burton's overall theme that he does in so many of his movies where you're the outcast and everybody's against you. And yeah. I mean, in his, his Alice in Wonderland, which was terrible. Do the same thing, and that
2: sort of and juvenile understanding
1: of love, where it's just like,
2: "Oh, I, I love now. I love you." Like, yeah, because yeah, well, they
1: never do anything except walk on the beach a couple no. times and read a book together. Yeah, and then they're like, "You're pretty you're meant to be you're together," dark and, and you know, I didn't, I didn't like
0: Helena Bonham Carter's character in it at all. Yeah, it is like, oh, I'm drunk and I'm trying to be funny, and I just that that's the thing that drives me nuts with him. It clashed uh, temper, and even in stuff like Beetlejuice, you know, you have. Every member of the family has some different trait that is supposed to be funny, and every single one of them I find is really annoying yeah. until Beetlejuice shows up, then Beetlejuice is funny. Yeah. And in this, you know, I, I, I don't know. And it, it, I, I guess it appeals to certain people because when, you know, Barnabas comes out for the first time and he kills all those dudes, and then he's f-
1: afraid of McDonald's. Did you see the
0: M? That's not funny. No, did, it's did, not.
1: Did you see the M in the storybook was the McDonald's arch? No. Is a it was like a red square, and oh. then a yellow arch M, and I forget what he was reading. But so they were actually setting up that unfunny joke. Well, that was before the sign showed up. And I was like, right. oh, that's like a that's a, a slight uh, you know advertising." Oh, nod to McDonald's. <laughs> it and it all very of a sudden, well could be. A couple scenes later, it's like they actually show the actual McDonald's. Yeah, sign and it's like illuminating. Like, huge. Well, shot. that just diminished that little thing.
0: Yeah. It just I don't know, and and so but also barnabas too at the beginning said he started mixing himself with like dark arts that nothing came from it
2: yeah no he never actually knows anything about magic yeah he I just know. knows he's a vampire I don't get this movie uh the, uh the most uninteresting looking vampire it uh, was
0: just like you know when i saw like um johnny depp and then when he turned uh victoria into a vampire it looked like his characters from fucking frankenweenie yeah where it's pale faces and black circles around yeah.
4: their eyes
2: it's I wonder if Tim Burton just jerks off to that at night. <laughs> I, I do want to touch on the things I thought were actually good. Um, Like the, I wasn't, I wasn't kidding when I said the background of this movie is the best part of this movie. I feel like the art direction, the setting up, making it look like the seventies, especially those early shots mm. were great. Uh, And um, the the sort of establishing shots of the train during the credits that all looked like it was being filmed in the seventies on real film looked really cool. Like, just stylistically. If the whole movie had looked like that, you know? If the whole movie were, you know, it looked like a movie... It looked like Five Easy Pieces or something like that, only there was a vampire walking through the frame, visually that would have been far more interesting than the Tim Burton-ness of this movie. Yep. Um, which is a shame. Why can't he just make a different movie? I just don't get it. Because, like I said,
0: he's more... He's. It's more important for him to have the temper and brand yeah. than it is for him to be artistically
1: challenged. Did you notice the town was uh, Jaws Town? Hmm. The, the town from Jaws?
2: No. Yeah. What do you mean?
1: Like it was actually that town? Whatever town Spielberg filmed parts of Jaws in. Oh, wow. Arthur's Vineyard? Is no. It? Did he film Arthur's Vineyard? I'm pretty sure he did. I think you're right. Well, anyway, like uh, the center part of the town, I, I remember... I forgot where I saw it, but they had, like, side-by-side snapshots of something. And one of them is, like, the storefront or something that's, like, a bait shop. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But that was in this movie. And I was like,
0: huh. Oh, wait. You know what? I just found another inconsistency in this movie. So when she sets him up for him to reveal that he killed everybody and that her fisherman found the body of the doctor, Helena Bonham Carter's character. But at the end of the movie, she's still at the bottom of the fucking sea.
2: Oh, yeah. Which I knew was coming. Yeah, totally. Because he needs something for his wife to do. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Again, I don't mind if he does that. I mean Jason Mewes wouldn't have a career if it wasn't for Kevin and it, Smith
2: but and it doesn't actually like <laughs> they uh, they have it. that whole fight at the end right and then there are no consequences for the the whole, the whole townspeople finding out that he killed those people mm-hmm. you know like the cop sends them away and the people are like oh whatever then, I guess yeah <laughs> we just Which, saw
1: a guy get shot three times he didn't die and then that woman got thrown uh, through there We'll yeah. just leave. Yeah. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Clearly, this is some craziness. Typical Collinswood stuff, right, guys? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh man, those
2: Collins are up to no good again. What, Anyways, what, what, what even happened? My other favorite part was that the chandelier is shaped like an octopus, which reminded me of the octopus hanging from the ceiling from Ed Wood. Mm. <laughs> that, like, literally, like that was the the thing in the movie that made me happy. And when Christopher
0: it, Lee shows up, and wasn't it bizarre when he just walked into the house and the kids are just sitting there listening to him? Yeah,
1: like why aren't decided, you mad that there's some yeah, creepy dude you in your run house? Away or, I don't, I yeah, don't get it. oh, <sighs> I don't know, man. And then that kid's dad, his story is just he takes off.
2: Yeah, Jackie Earl Errol Haley was pretty good though, as yeah. the drunk. Yeah. I like, I like when he was was drunk in the pumpkin field and leaned over and patted the pumpkin and said, "Pumpkin." That was that was slightly comical.
1: And he says something about "October," and it's like because there's pumpkins.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's October. Hence the pumpkins. Yeah, that was a that
1: was a um, that I like was them. maybe the wittiest line <laughs> in the whole movie because all the other dialogue is nonsense. Hmm. I, li- I like the mansion. It looked nice.
0: Wait a minute. This screenplay was by um, Seth Graham mm-hmm.
1: Smith, which is a bad sign.
0: And for his his vampire hunter Abraham Lincoln was really good at some parts, and then didn't make sense at any other ones.
2: Yep. Hmm. Uh, it's Could also the buckets. Yeah. The, uh, Seth uh, Graham Smith and um, John August, who John August is always involved in writing the stories for Tim Burton, did the story together. But the script whole, ho- whole hog is Seth Graham Smith, which is not mm-hmm. a good sign for Vampire Hunter, mm-hmm. the Demon of Abraham Lincoln, or whatever that movie's called. I am <laughs> sad for that movie now.
0: You can like us on Facebook real nerds podcast. You can email us directly real nerds at com. You can follow us on Twitter real underscore nerds. You can also read and listen to our amazing vlogs at real com. Next week, Brad will not be here for real. Um, <laughs> Brad is on a, a journey across America and he's going to film. It. It'll be like a travel log. It'll be really cute for real, <laughs> for real. Um, It'll be just me and James, and me and James. We're seeing
1: Battleship.
2: Are we gonna try to see um, the Dictator? The Dictator too, sometime this week.
1: Uh, we can. Comes right. on Wednesday, so I can see it. What, what yeah. day are you leaving? I'm leaving Friday.
2: I might be off Wednesday, so we'll we'll have to you know schedule. Okay. But anyway, anyways, um, so but worst for case, sure, Battleship. <sighs> worst case scenario, Battleship's got to be exciting, right? Uh, Even if
1: it's dumb as shit, uh, right? I guess stuff's gonna at least blow up, right? Hey, listen in. Two movies, possibly. Possibly, two, two movies. movies for, the, for the free price of one.
2: Yes. Yeah. Plus, tune in. You know, hopefully this week we'll figure out exactly what's going to happen with Comic-Con and we'll have some real news about what you can look forward to at our booth. Hopefully. Until then, bye. Bye.
1: Stay out of the shadows.
0: Ooh, he ended up... <laughs> uh, uh, fuck you, Brad. <laughs>